Do you need beginner Bible study tips? Are you just getting back into studying the Bible, but you don't know where to start? It can seem overwhelming, but in this episode, I've got some tips to make your Bible study time easy and fruitful. Hello, and welcome to the Bible and the Geek podcast. My name is Wendy Coop, and I'm your chief Bible geek. On this show, we examine Bible study methods, tools, resources, and anything that, that could help you understand the Bible better. But before we get to the tips, it's time for a word from our sponsor, me. That's right, folks. I'm sponsoring my own podcast. It's the privilege of being the host. Today's episode is brought to you by me and my brand new Patreon community. It's a place where we can go and kick it and get our Bible geek on. Yeah, I I actually just said that. There will be live calls, printables, and more. I can't promise you stickers, but if I can figure it out, we'll get you some stickers too. This is all, of course, depending on your membership level um, and which you decide to pick. So it's a cool way to support the work we're doing and build community at the same time. So to join the community, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Wendy Coop or check out the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. I know you have a lot of questions about studying the Bible, like which method is best? What does soap have to do with the Bible? Hint, it is not about people being clean. And which translation is the best? So I've gathered five of my top tips to help you get started with Bible study in 2024 and beyond. Tip number one, set your time and place for Bible study. By creating a habit or routine, especially one anchored to something you're already doing, you're more likely to cultivate the habit of Bible study. This could be sitting in the same place, always having your cup of coffee, or studying the word right after breakfast, whatever routine works for you. I don't eat breakfast, so we'll just have to go with the coffee. I know many of you want to start the day in the word, and that is commendable, but your schedule doesn't seem to support that. Either you're up at the crack of dawn, or you've got to wait till everyone is out of the house before actually having quiet time. So while there are some creative ways around that, don't feel pressured to to be some perfect social media representation of what quiet time looks like. Let's not be legalistic here. Aim to set the habit for the same time and place and work on cultivating the habit. This also helps put you in the right mindset. Your brain will begin to associate your routine with time with God and prepare itself mentally. And that's a good thing. By the way, if you want to read more about establishing systems and habits and routines to help you become the person you want to be, pick up the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'll leave a link in the show notes, but you can pick it up on Amazon or at your local bookstore. So I do not suggest having the TV on, though... Some of you may want to set some mood setting music and candles, but if you choose music, then opt for instrumental music. Otherwise, the words can be a distraction, like in the song and like, what was I even talking about? I don't know. Okay, so on to tip number two, have a Bible reading plan and schedule already in place before you start. So here's the thing, randomly flipping through the Bible doesn't work. And it makes it about you and how you feel. It's like putting on angry music when you're angry and want to be in your feelings. It doesn't actually make you feel better. It just makes you want to rage more. All you 90s kids know what I'm talking about. Instead, 
Have a plan of what you're going to do before you sit down. Set out your reading plan the night before and keep your supplies together where you have designated space, if you have designated space. If you have to search for things when you are meant to be studying, you'll get frustrated and overwhelmed. You don't have time for that. By the way, if you don't have a designated space, that's okay too. What I did, and I know what some other YouTubers have done, is they've um, gotten baskets or tote bags that work incredibly well to handle all your supplies. And then you can just move that around from like room to room or whatever. So um, if you have a prayer closet, not everybody has a closet. So um, that is also a possibility. You can also go through one book at a time. So start with the Gospel of John, Paul's letter to the Romans, or James's letter, you know, the half-brother of Jesus, that James. If you want it even easier, I have a Foundation of Faith Bible reading plan that lasts 21 days. You can start there. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to faithbibleplan.com. You can also find a ton of free and paid Bible studies and reading plans online and in apps like the YouVersion Bible app, Proverbs 31 Ministries, She Reads Truth, The Daily Grace Co. I could go on. Dwell is another one that's really popular. I have that on my phone as well. So, um, and I have so many from The Daily Grace Co. I probably should start doing a giveaway or something. I mean, hello, my name is Wendy and I'm a Bible study hoarder. <laughs> well, now that we've got that cleared up, let's move on to the next tip. Number three, grab a Bible dictionary to help you understand what you're reading. Use the Bible dictionary to look up any unfamiliar words, phrases, people, and places. It's better than the dictionary you had in school, trust me on this, especially if you pick up an illustrated one. This will help you have a more holistic view of scripture. And depending on the entry, you could get some serious study just from the dictionary. But if you're feeling extra studious, pick up a concordance or commentary as well. Popular ones include Strong's Concordance, the Tony Evans Bible Commentary, and the Bible Knowledge Commentary. In time, you'll learn what you should look up in the dictionary and what you should check a commentary for instead. But I have videos on the YouTube channel talking about and reviewing commentaries and concordances. So be sure to head on over to the Bible and the Geek YouTube channel to check that out. The link is in the description or the show notes, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> Tip number four, take notes. You can do this in your Bibling journal, though you might be short on space. If you're a note taker like me, you'll want a separate journal or notebook to organize your thoughts and ideas better. Remember, this isn't school. It doesn't have to be organized or pretty or anything formal. Just make sure you can understand what's going on. You've got to draw lines and arrows and boxes and circles. If it makes sense to you, that's fine. But if you're the kind of person who can't read your own handwriting, then maybe you should stick to electronic journaling. It's a thing. Pull out that iPad. Get the GoodNotes app. You can do it. You could also use colored pencils and fine tip pens that don't bleed if you want to write in your Bible. I'm not really an artist and I don't do much drawing, so take what you will from that last piece of advice. <laughs> Though I did buy a nice set of supplies to try them out just for you. Just don't tell my husband how much money I spent. I swear it is tax deductible. <laughs> and tip number five, select a good study Bible. 
There are tons of Bible study or study Bibles on the market. Yes, there are a ton of Bible studies on the market too, but there are tons of study Bibles. I recommend ones like the She Reads Truth Bible for new believers and those new to Bible study. It's the Christian, Christian Standard Bible Translation. Hello, I can say that. I also like the English Standard Version and the New Living Translation, and you can find study Bibles for each of those translations as well. They're very, very easy to find. You can find them on Amazon um, or in your local bookstore. And the English Standard Version, the ESV, has a pretty popular uh, study Bible if you want to check that out. You may, be, you may be comfortable with whatever your church uses. Um, a lot of churches use NIV. I grew up on the good old King James Version, so I'm used to the these and the vows. But you could also use electronic resources such as Bible Hub and Blue Letter Bible to check out other translations. Bible.com, which is the online version of the YouVersion app, has a parallel mode which allows you to compare two translations side by side. And you can also do that in their app, but it's a little easier to do online. And I think that is worthy of Bible geekdom. Oh, yes. So when you're looking for a study Bible, look inside for maps, timelines, introductions to the books, and other tools that can help you study the Bible better. There are some great ones on Amazon, as I said. Um, so check out the corresponding video to this podcast over on the YouTube channel um, where I talk more about how to choose the best Bible translation. So now that you're all set up to study the Bible, it's time to actually make it happen. Yes. Let's go. You got to get into the word. The steps I gave you are helpful in learning how to study the Bible for yourself or with a group of people, but you don't have to go to seminary like me to understand what's going on in God's word. Just use the available tools and borrow the brains of those smarter than us. Oh yes, that's the unlock. So that's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. My name is Wendy Coop, and this is the Bible in the Geek podcast. Check out our Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash Wendy Coop and join the conversation.